previously on AFTN. Continued good response to this. I'm really glad we, we started out. I was going to do it next year, but since things were so quiet, I thought we may as well just bring it forward to this month. And I'm, I'm glad we did. Because we're moving on to the strikers and the wingers. Thanks, Whitecaps. So many... Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much for helping our show. So many forwards have worn the blue and white and the brown and white and the grey this last day. Silver with the charcoal. Silver. Well, what was it officially called? Brown or beauty brown? Our beauty brown. brown. And yeah, unity grey, still working. <laughs> the most unified. Yeah. Kid ever. Worst season ever to have a unity kit. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> oh. How many sleigh bells can you add to a song, Steve? Ten seconds. Was that ten? Oh. Yeah. Felt a lot more. A bit like the White Caps season. Anyway, hello, welcome, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all that stuff. This is the show you've been waiting 363 days for. It's the AFTN Soccer Show Christmas Special. I. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pounder. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer. And we are coming to you live from CITR Radio 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful British Columbia. And we have a special, fun-filled, tinsel-laden show for you this evening. We're going to have some fun, we're going to have some games, we're going to have some presents, we're going to have some football talk, some serious, some frivolous. We're going to hear from Derek Cornelius, Scott Sutter, Andy Rose, and in our third annual Christmas special here on CITR Radio. Yeah, we had other ones before we were on the radio, but let's let's just be like the English Premier League. Let's only just count history of, of football from when we got on the radio. This is our third annual Christmas special, and that can only mean one thing, lots of of Christmas songs, lots of Christmas music. But before we get into any of that, how has your week been, lads? Not too bad. Um, there's a ban on a certain movie we can't talk about, but uh, other than that... Uh, yep. Don't mention the no war. Don't mention the war. We will talk about Star Wars in the last part, because it ties in with some stuff in the last part. So, But other than that, yeah, I uh, had uh, family functions and everything, engagements. Um, oh, stuff congratulations. Like Not me, my cousin. Oh, I thought yeah. you became a Mormon. No. Uh, what? Okay. Another wife. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, my, uh, but I 
but just to tell you see, to tell you how busy it was uh, there at their house while the engagement was going on, I went to the mall in the middle of it in order to get away. Wow. <laughs> and I found, I found parking faster than I did at their house. <laughs> My wife's boss has suggested that, because they're the only two in the office tomorrow, that at lunchtime they should go to Metro Town. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. I might see you in time for Christmas. Who goes to the mall, really, at this time of year? I did. It wasn't that bad, actually. Yeah. I got in pretty fast, got out. I just have to pick up one thing, that's it. I got all my Christmas shopping done by mid-November this year. Yeah. All online, pretty much. Is and it, your did presents they all show up? arrived. They showed yeah. up, yeah, okay. So, yep, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be exchanging gifts over there, several parts. There's something in Michael's sack over there. Yeah, I, I will be emptying my sack all over the two of you as we get into parts two onwards. No holes in this sack, though. No, no, no. What about yourself, Zach? This uh, is a, a good time of year for you. Yeah, busy time. Yeah, lots get of get the punters in, get that kitchen going from the gate receipts. <laughs> the uh, no, that's not really my <laughs> what I focus on. But uh, no, lots of Christmas party, Christmas gatherings. We did a plaid and pancakes gathering on Wednesday for middle and high school. Oh, and then did just, you have lots of bass city rollers music. No, oh. I, no, it's unfortunately no. Uh, and then. Um, and yeah, just uh, f- uh, a dozen or so people over on Friday evening hanging out. Yeah, it was good. We've we've not been doing too much. Pretty quiet. We went to see a Christmas carol, our traditional Christmas carol last night in New West. It was a show. It was puppets and people wearing kind of latex puppet heads. Wordless. Yeah. It inspired me. I thought we could maybe try and do one of the future <laughs> AFT and soccer shows wordless. <laughs> You know, I'm always wanting to push the boat out and push boundaries. Is that on the YouTube channel? What is it? I don't know. We'll just we'll, we'll mime through the mics for two hours. Yeah, that's not going to work. I gonna, think it'll work. That's not going to work. Oh, okay. But this show is going to have a lot of Christmas music interspersed through it. And it's going to bring together the whole year. Because this year, for the first time, we featured an artist of the month. Or rather, I featured an, an artist of the month. Stephen Zach didn't really get much of us saying that whatsoever. And for this show, the Christmas special, we're going to play a Christmas song from each of those artists of the month. You know, it's as if we sit down and actually plan this thing out. For anyone that kind of watches Doctor Who, I don't know if anyone remembers when this season came back, the first season, they had Bad Wolf. It kept appearing as graffiti on walls everywhere. No one knew what Bad Wolf was. And then it was the big reveal in the final episode what Bad Wolf was. Mm -hmm. And it pulled all the episodes together. So this is much like that. We're going to pull the whole year together with our Artist of the Month. I mean, not everything is scripted on the show. I mean, all the mistakes Steve makes on the buttons, we we couldn't script that. No, it's, It's fantastic. That's natural. Zach's laughs, though, are scripted. So we, we have a little laughometer that whenever it gets quiet, and Zach probably doesn't know this, I actually have a little sound bite of his laugh that... Oh, you've told me multiple times. When, when and it, you, when, you've told me you've put it in. Yes, when it doesn't when... work live, I, I put him laughing in, in in the podcast, and you know, everything sounds better with a Zach laugh. So when you're listening to the podcast... You can work out uh, if it's real yeah, or fake. You can guess. Yeah. Much like watching Girls Aloud. Anyway, we're going to kick things off with our first musical number of the evening. And it's going to be from our first Artist of the Month. Way back in January, we had Madness. And this is a song from them called Inanity at Christmas. Hello everyone out there. This is Carl and the rest of Madness. We'd just like to bring you a bit of Christmas cheer. Please remember to keep a smile on your face till the new year. Hello, this is Woody. And we got a little song for you. Merry Christmas, 
One, two, three, four. Hi, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Mark here. I'm going to play a bit of bass for you now. Filling your stocking, I play sex. But also, I sing at the same time. Baffling, eh? Well, it's jingling bells, it's Christmas time. Santa patches his sack. Snowdrop glitter falls from the skies to settle up on each and everyone's back. Chimney sweeps take to the streets in the ongoing situation. Pages freeze upon your pension book And up flies the flag of inflation But over this time I'll be waiting up by the chimney stack On this chorus year since Up, up, up on the reindeer's back up, 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 up. Stop up at the rock of Gibraltar Take it away. Okay, let's it's closer together. Madness, they call it madness. And that was a special Christmas song from them from 1984. It was a flexi-disc release for on f- fan club members only. And that was Inanity Over Christmas. Do you know what else has been madness this week? Tell me. Oh, the Whitecaps news that we have to talk about. It's been such a busy week. The lead up for Christmas is invariably a time where not a lot happens. Uh, but there has been a, a busy Whitecaps week to talk about. I mean, it started with a bang on Monday. A tank arrived in Vancouver. Well, <laughs> hashtag not a tank. One tank arrived, an armoured vehicle was outside. Yeah. yeah. Lucas Cavallini, we talked about it last week, so we won't go into too much details on it. But Lucas And there Cavallini was audio was too in last week's podcast yes. that you put in. Uh, we didn't have it on the show last week, obviously, because we were on the Sunday. But last Monday, we put in the audio... Uh, that we got from Lucas Cavallini and Axel Schuster. So the tank is officially here. There was no confirmation at the press conferences whether Garber box were used, as per his announcement a couple of years ago, that the league wanted to help bring Canadian internationals to the to play in MLS. I asked the question of, of Axel Schuster. 
And he, he didn't answer it, and then Jay Janner kind of followed up as well, and he didn't give an answer to that either. We don't know, but I think the non-answer... Well, you should have just asked Jeff. I didn't see him anywhere. Oh, they're not letting Jeff out now. No. You have to feel that there has been some help from the league to help bring him here. But why is there a need to when you have money? Because of Garber's promise. Yeah, it was a promise. He kept oh, promise. He, he wouldn't go back the, on his promise. He, he would never go back on his word. No. Never. I, I don't think so, anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was good to have him here. The The fee, again, wasn't confirmed either, but six and a half million seems to be the a figure that's been get, getting kind of bandied a, about. And it looks like a good addition. It seems to have gone down pretty well with the fans. We were debating whether some of the fans would think, oh, who is this? We're not happy with this, we wanted a bigger name. But I've only really seen some positive comments on it, on the whole. Really? Okay. Yeah, have you seen more negative stuff? No, just people asking those like legitimate questions as, as to... Uh, I take my Santa hat off because I can't hear a sodden thing through my headphones with this over my ears. Through to the ground. Um, no, just people asking those legitimate questions of, you know, who's going to create help create for him and, you know, is, well, yeah. is, is this the best... Uh, Initial spending of uh, on a player of the Alfonso Davies transfer money, um, you know those kind of those kind of valid questions that we've talked a lot about here. Well, I think we could maybe call him Gillette then. Gillette, the best mallet could get. <laughs> <laughs> that could be his Nick. We could do we could do like you know we are the world. It's just like fans singing that. That would be a great. Song. I liked the video that they did where they went and, and surprised Ubik Wintermute at his work because he had tweeted, if you sign Lucas Cavallini, then I'll renew my season tickets. So then they appeared at his office. You not seen that? No, no. Oh. No, I missed that too. So he had tweeted out... Weeks ago? Well, yeah, I guess weeks ago that if the White Cats delivered Cavallini, he'd renew his season tickets. Mm-hmm. So Cavallini and the camera crew turned up at his office to say so. I'm here now and give him a shirt and everything. So it's, what I'm thinking now is every year we should <laughs> offer to renew season tickets for a player and then we'll get a free jersey if nothing else. So I'm I'm all up for that. I thought it was a nice little touch. And Cavalieri showed, they released a six-minute video. He's got a really good sense of humour. I don't know if you saw Farhan's tweet it because it was also to do with the video. They were outside a BC place where the tank was and there was a security guard there. And it was Cavalieri's agent. And I can't remember which one asked first, said, oh, what's the tank for? And the security guard said, oh, it's going to be for uh, a new Whitecaps player. He's called the tank. And Cavallini said, oh, he's going to be shit, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I like his sense of humour. He is going to be lots of fun when we do our fun segments next year. He's going to be the most fun guy we've had since Jordan Harvey, I think. Your favourite? Your new favourite? He could be my new favourite. Didn't get a chance to ask him about chocolate digestives, unfortunately, because he had flown in the red eye and was kind of dead on his feet and still had a lot of other stuff to do. So we're going to get something lined up in January anyway. Now, there's going to be, I think, a lot of comparisons this coming season. Whitecaps, not used to spending money on players, got Cavallini. Sport and KC, not used to spending transfer fees on players, they've got in Polito from Liga MX. The first game of the season, very aptly, it's Polito against Cavallini as well. Do, do you think they are going to get compared as the season goes on as to how they produce? And if they do, is that a fair comparison? I don't think they're going to get compared at all. It's only going to be a few people to compare. I don't think on, 
on a whole, I was going to do it. Yeah, but I, I think on a whole, the most people aren't going to realize that those two are even connected in any way. They didn't. They don't even know they came in the same week. They don't even know they came from the same league. A lot of people won't know that. So I don't think yeah, it's going to be. That's true. And they're not even. Well, maybe the pundits, maybe MLS yeah, soccer. I don't even think they will guys, because I, I, don't, I don't think because it's not a natural. Uh, rivalry or anything between the two teams so I don't think there's going to be if it was if he'd signed for like a Seattle or a Portland maybe then but I don't think in this case uh, my initial thought was oh yeah they will be because they're both these big scorers from Liga MX mm. coming to MLS uh, for significant over 5 million uh, each um, so I thought yeah for sure but then kind of to Steve's point I was like the only people who would really do that are like MLSsoccer.com kind of yeah. people. And, and they don't care about Vancouver. Yeah, and, and it's a Canadian. And, yeah, and they don't, I don't they, like Sporting Kansas City is not high up their list of caring about right now either. Yeah, that's pretty true. So they will, they will. Uh, maybe if, for that first game it'll if, be a, if he If he does well, Polito does well, I think they will advertise him because they're going to get uh, the Mexican fans yeah. wanting to yeah. tune in, right? So kind of like, what was the guy uh, What was the guy? Uh, Eric Torres? Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same thing with him. Yeah, he's what was the guy with the big goal. head? Yeah, yeah. El Cubo, was he called? Yeah, right? Mm. He scored lots against Vancouver. Uh, was that? He part yeah. of the GOATs, then he went to Houston. Yeah, he was a guy. They talked him up because, yeah, yeah be, I think you're right, Steve, to connect but they, with. They, they, yeah, they do want to connect more by, with the Mexican public. We've got a, a tweet in just now from Greg Petria, our dumb world, who says, I just assumed the league did help pay for Cavallini and that the Whitecaps didn't answer the question because they want everyone to think they spent a large chunk of the Davis money than they actually did. That sounds like them. I'm sure Garber will let it out eventually that he, he oh, helped yeah. he, out. He's he not. He's, he's, he's he'll, not gonna, he'll want to get. He's it not. Gonna, yeah, he wants to get. Maybe when the next time we have the round table yeah. or something, oh, we paid for Gavellini a little bit. But to be fair, Axel did say he's not used to talking about money as much as everyone here wants to talk about money because it's not something that he's... Well, they want to talk about money, but everything is undisclosed. Yeah. So, listen, when you have a salary cap, money plays a big factor. Whatever you want to call a salary cap. He had the same thing in mind. I know, I know, but (laughs) there it wasn't public. The the people aren't saying, you can't sign somebody because you can't go over the cap. So here, money does play a huge issue in that sense. He said he'll learn, though, and get used to what everyone here is wanting to talk about and stuff. Something, though, that I did learn this week is apparently Cavallini has four kids. So it's nice to have a striker here that we know isn't firing blanks. <laughs> but as we welcomed one arrival, another departed. That's going to be one of the bits I, I add in your laughter later on. Zach McMath, we hardly knew you. We, we talked about this, right? I think in our postseason. Yeah, we debated whether he would maybe move on. Yeah. I and think, I think, so I'm not surprised by this. I'm, I'm not surprised, surprised but... When he wasn't immediately let go, I thought, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Keep him here. He must be happy to, to be here and be the backup. But he's gone to RSL for 50000 in TAM. He's gone to a club where your starter, Nick Romando, has just retired. Yeah. And right now, on the books of RSL, you've got David Ochoa, who's a homegrown signing and hasn't made an MLS appearance. And you've got another guy that's had two seasons in the league with seven appearances. So th- there's not a lot that's going to really kind of push McMath there. You have to think this could finally be the place, the place that McMath becomes a starter. Yeah, he'll he'll stake a claim or he, like cuz he has like he, in Philadelphia at the beginning he has had some ups and downs. Yeah, Andrew Putner, that was the that was the, that's name the, of the guy, guy. Yeah. yeah. But in 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 here in Vancouver, he 
he was always you're always waiting for a, a howler yeah. or, or he didn't a shocker. Keep a clean or, sheet here. Although to be fair, there were, wasn't a lot of those going round no. last season at the White Cup. But even but, in the preseason, you're just like, uh, I don't yeah. feel comfortable with it. Like, no. I never felt like he was. I personally never felt like he he was going to let in Howler. I just felt like he was never going to make that win the game. extra yeah, end yeah. save like That's that. That's fair. Did. But no, actually, I was afraid not of a Howler, maybe, but a significant enough error that yeah. it would cost the goal. Which I, could I had cost more faith in him than I I did for who was the guy Rowe Brian Rowe that we had oh. the season before. I had a lot more faith in McMath, and he, he's got 144 appearances in MLS under this belt, 36 clean sheets in that. So a lot of it, I think, is if he's got a good defence in front of him, he can be a good goalkeeper. He just didn't have that defence in, in front of him. I, I, I think, year. actually, when he was in his younger days, he didn't have a very good defence because he was in Philadelphia and Colorado, um, those, two, uh, those two teams, and they never really had a solid uh, a back line. I think he actually stood out. I think maybe he was rusty or something last year um, and because of lack of, Playing time and maybe that's what. The, whereas remember what we talked about before last year, Cripple played a lot and that was his advantage coming into the season because he was getting a lot of play time. Right, but he was. It wasn't like he just wasn't good from the. Sorry, I, I had concerns about him from the get go. Not on his reputation or not what he. No, no. He what what I'm saying is that maybe the comparison, maybe Cripple won because he had played the previous year a lot. Where McMath had what, been two three years. Like unless Tim Howard crossed the line, he he never he never played. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm happy for him though as a dude. I, like I, yeah, I hope I hope this is where he gets to settle and you know makes an impact. I I wish him well. Yeah, because he he's a genuine nice guy, and with what he's been through at his previous clubs, where there's always been a keeper ahead of him, it'd be nice to to see him get a starting spot. You do wonder though if RSL is going to bring somebody else to challenge him because that's not a strong goalkeeper pool. And then we don't have a strong goalkeeper pool now either because we've got Thomas Hassel, who we highly rate, but are you comfortable with him being a a, a potential backup? There has to surely be a a bigger-named guy coming. Yeah, but how big? How much money do you want to spend on that? Well, that's the thing as well, though, because you've got Cripo, who's clearly the number one. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a draft pick. Could they go for goalkeeper? You often get some good... There draft was a goalkeeper pretty highly rated coming out of the draft this year, but I don't care. Well, why would you? Um, uh, here's an opportunity to have Hassel be the number two and still play as much as he can elsewhere, which yeah, is still limited. Oh, I if, wouldn't if, put him as number two. If Max went down, are you comfortable no. with Hassel starting an NLS Because I'm not sure I am right My now. thinking is they should maybe go into the USL and find somebody that was a really good goalkeeper last year and keep put it, bring him up as a backup and let him compete with Hassel for that number two. So if Hassel can beat him out, then that's fine. But, there were some but keepers released as well this yeah. year. There's a, a young Danish guy, David something, that got <laughs> let go. Um, Unless he's got a green card, no. Uh, I, it can't he does use have it. a green card. You can't use an international He spot. went to an American team. They gave him a green card like right when he walked yeah. through the door. That's good. Then, then it's fine because I, I don't want to see an international spot used on a I agree. Goal I team. agree with you on that, Steve. Yeah. I, 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 so yeah, here's the thing. If Hassel does win out the spot, like I'm happy with him to be number two. I know you like, yeah. Obviously, he has he hasn't proven it, but like if you're gonna, we, this goes back to our bigger discussion about residency and pushing, uh, appropriately pushing through your own players. And this is an opportunity where I think they could do that. With at least right now, it doesn't seem like a very big risk. No. The other thing, of course, is this leaves the Whitecaps needing a new union rep ahead of the CPA negotiations as well, because Zach was the, the union guy. But they have a backup, right? I, they think, have a- I think Nerwinski 
Nowinski or Levi's were the backups. Um, so Levi's is gone as well. But so McMath would still, I think, hold on to that position until the team oh, votes yeah. somebody in. Oh, so yeah. he will be the officially the Whitecaps representative for now. Yeah, I don't know how that works. He'll, he'll, he'll certainly keep them in the mix. Yeah. Now, on Wednesday, the Whitecaps finally released the results of the Sport Law and Strategy Group's 32-page report of the club's past and current safe sport policies and procedures, all stemming around the the women's team abuse scandal that hit the headlines earlier this year. And we've talked about how much we want to talk about this on tonight's show. Now, tonight's show, it's a light-hearted show. We're playing games, we're playing Christmas music. I don't think it's the right environment to delve into this, but we're not totally ignoring it, and it's not that we're not going to delve into it, because we're going to go into this in a lot more detail. Our next two shows are end-of-year reviews. So the first show of the new year that comes out the first Sunday in January... That is when we're really going to delve into into this rapport and the ins and outs of it, and gives us a little bit more time as well to to kind of have a a better look at it. Because also yeah. BC Soccer released a, a report as well, so we'll we'll delve into it a bit more. But just to, to touch briefly on it just now, because we definitely have to do that because it's such an important thing. The the SLSG conducted extensive interviews and. Over 350 former and current players, parents, staff, coaches and other interested stakeholders were were interviewed for it. They examined relevant documents including memos, letters, policies, procedures. There was a lot of findings. They said that since 2008, the Whitecaps have continued to improve their policies and practices, particularly as they relate to safe sport. They said many of the Whitecaps' current policies and procedures for safe sport meet current leading practices in the sector but and it's a big but the report does say that once a complainant reaches the white caps or once a complaint reaches the white caps it's not clear what actions they will then take to investigate it and or address the issue and it's also not evident that there will be no reprisal or detrimental effect to the complainant and that that's which is what and that's what, exactly that's kind of what happened. This is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the big concern about this so whole it, thing. All these years later, there's still nothing <clears throat> in place, and Whitecaps have said we're going to address it after this report. It should have been addressed surely way before now. The report talked about back in 2008. This was the the Whitecaps were very minor league run. They, they didn't have an HR department. Yeah. They had a very small front office. You're in Major League Soccer now. Surely in 2011, one of the first things you would have introduced is a proper procedure for st- stuff like this. I remember at the time when they were making the transition, one of the comments was the Whitecaps are moving from an ASL, technically at the time, to, to MLS. They're getting uh, uh, maybe a third of the squad or, or about a third of the squad was, or two-thirds of the squad was brand new. Um, as they went into a new league, and one of the questions asked was, well, "What's happening with the front office?" And there was not a lot of changes in that front office, yeah. especially in the decision-making positions. So there, there was the decision makers are, are essentially the same as they were then, uh, and that I think there's still some hard questions those people need to answer that they they have they haven't answered, and that I don't think this does answer. One of the things that f- I felt a little bit awkward, and maybe you, can, you guys can correct me on this. But one of the things that came out of this, my the stuff I've looked through on this, is that uh, it said the the investigation happened in 2008, that there was actually no report given. Yeah, and but, they tried to get hold of the investigator for this report, and they 
they couldn't get hold of her. How could they not get the hold of the investigator? Because so many of us have Googled her and found her. And we her. know who she is. Yeah. And I think she was even in, I think, who is Karen Larson uh, from CBC spoke yeah, to her. Speak to her? Yeah, yeah, she spoke to her off the record or like on the record or she couldn't reveal what was in the report or something like that. Yeah. But she definitely spoke to her. So definitely somebody got a hold of her. So that's one awkward thing because I think there's some awkwardness in that relationship. Yeah. Two is that did they not keep on saying, well, the report in 2008 didn't tell us to do this, that, or the other. Yeah. And now we're finding out there was no actual report. Mm. So why were they saying that? It There's a lot of questions coming out of it. And as I say, we'll delve into this a lot more in our year-end review when we go through December. But for me, one of the big things, I mean, there was numerous recommendations in it. One was that the, the white caps have to, to Im- implement just policies that make the, the the players and people that's reporting it feel safe. But for me, a big thing that came out of it is Canada Soccer, who have still been contacted by various news outlets, and they, they gave a, a brief um, statement to, to Harjit Jahail that we'll, we'll go over in the end of year review. But they, they basically, they've not answered the question of why was this coach allowed to coach after yeah, being let go by Canada one. Soccer and the Whitecaps. They need to address why it was not flagged up that to other people that were hiring him and, and, that this was an issue. And that's one of the awkward things too because one of the Whitecaps things is, hey, we don't, we're not in charge of licensing. Therefore, it's not our issue. However, that, that's fine. But if you know, if you believe someone has done something inappropriate enough that you are not going to let them work for you, should you not connect more and they were connected and, and with the governing it, body it should even, you not do something about that and it doesn't even have to be like like you know a direct message there's so many whispers that go on in bc soccer yeah how does this not get out there like like you don't almost like i know they said there's no cover-up but it feels like they had to cover something up in order yeah. for this not to get out because that was the other thing i was going to say the report also said the white caps didn't cover it up and the way that they dealt with the inappropriate texts at the time, with what was in place, yeah. was dealt with appropriately. At th- in 2008 yeah. time. I, I've got to say, the Whitecaps, from my first reading of it, and I've just really looked through the, the summary part, they come across quite favourably from the report. And a lot of people are saying, well, of course they will. They, they implemented the report, they paid for the report, and it should have been independent. And it's a valid question then to to then, to then ask who's going to have paid for yeah, that? Yeah, no one's going to pay for Someone it. Someone has to have paid for yeah. it. Whether it's BC guys... Soccer, Canada Soccer, or the Whitecaps, if it then said the same thing, the allegation of oh yeah, it's because you've paid for it, it's going to obviously say that and paint you in a good light. And even even uh, um, Kara, who was on uh, TSN, agreed with that that the you know the, the Whitecaps obviously are going to have to answer those questions, but it's not in that part. It wasn't their fault. They, she she mentioned that there needs to be an independent uh, yeah. set up by the Canadian government. In yeah, order I to mean the government that. would be a good thing to take this on, and just with all the stuff that's coming out about hockey as well just now, to to introduce through the BC legislature, just even Canada wide, just a look into practices in sport for young people, for vulnerable people, just any players, because you get a lot of older players that get bullied by their coaches and stuff as well. Maybe. A lot of other things go on that just never come to light. This all needs to to be implemented at a government level, I feel. Yeah. But 
as I say, we're going to go into it in a lot more detail. Uh, we probably went into it a bit more detail than I, I meant to in this part because, as I said, it's it's such a serious and sensitive matter that you don't want to kind of say, oh, well, we've just talked about that. Here's a fun Christmas tune. But that's exactly what we're going to do because there's a lot of cynicism around the report. So I thought it's very fitting then that we play a song from our February Artist of the Month, Half Man, Half Biscuit, with It's Clichéd to be cynical at Christmas.
our February Artist of the Month, Half Man, Half Biscuit there, with its cliched to be cynical at Christmas. It certainly is, and there's a lot of cynicism that surrounds the Whitecaps these days. But we're going to be back with some more chat, some more fun, some more games, and some music after this. Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Merry Christmas, and let's hope it's a bubblegum Christmas for everybody. Christmas in town, Christmas in America, Christmas in Australia, Africa too. Christmas in Greenland, Christmas in New Zealand, Christmas in Switzerland, Christmas here too. Christmas in Oslo, Christmas in Tokyo, Christmas in Glasgow, and Budapest too. Christmas in Cork and Christmas in New York, and Christmas in Stockholm, and Christmas here too. The Sultans of Ping there are Artists of the Month for March with a song from 1993 from their single Michiko that was the B-side that was Christmas Bubblegum Machine and a a bubblegum machine would be a a great gift to to give to West Ham fans because they're also always blowing bubbles a bit like Michael Jackson allegedly but we won't go into that just now but a Christmas bubblegum machine I wonder if any of us have given that to to somebody else for this year. Because we're going to do the first part of our presents. Now, Zach had pointed out before the show started that he has to give you and me our present at the same time. Well, I think it'd be more I'm thinking it's a a pair of strippers that are twins, but we'll we'll see. (laughs) Am I first? That's what I asked for in my stocking. I'm first, so I should grab your gifts? Oh, do you want to do yours first? Sure, I'll give you guys. Okay, let's if you're a new listener, what we do every Christmas is we give each other gifts and we open them on the radio because what is better yeah. on radio than opening gifts? And, but you try to do soccer related at one point yeah. and I go, that's too, you're yeah. going to run out of gifts to I, give people. No, I'm still going soccer related. Oh, are you? Okay, I'm Although not. not for you because you told me you don't really like soccer related no. gifts. So. No, I no, I, I don't like giving soccer related ah. gifts. I don't mind getting them. Oh. So wow. The same time? The, these are big Oh. Does it sound like a Lego? It's I not Lego. It was, it's I from a Lego, a Lego bag. It's not Lego. Okay, so... Okay, so we time? Time? okay yeah. Three, two, one. Ooh, I got Ooh. Batman. Ooh, this is a puzzle. Oh, I saw this in the puzzles. shops. Oh, my present looks so crappy now compared to this. <laughs> Didn't we have a limit? <laughs> yeah. Limit? Uh, you know there was a $20 limit. Don't worry. Oh, he's got people. Oh. He probably got this in the back, so, back alleys but of we'll Langley. So explain yeah. to, to the listeners who are like, why are you doing this on the radio? So we've both got 4D puzzles. 
And I've got a Game of Thrones one. And I got a Gotham City one. Yes. I, I've done that one. It's fun. I've done the Gotham City one. I looked at this and I was kind almost of buying it for Caitlin for Christmas. Zach, it, kind of, it kind of does look open a little. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Mine Thank is still so open. much. Oh, that is fun. That is, a very, that is fun, fun. Fun for you and your loved ones. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing over Christmas. I actually have. You, have you seen that um, that uh, Batman game, um, the board game where they ha- they have to defend Gotham? No. I'll just, I'll show you the picture of it, but it's 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 not like this, but it is kind of like a oh a setup like that too with, with buildings and everything. You gotta stop everybody from blowing up the buildings in Gotham. Nice. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah excellent. We're off to a great start. I think I might do mine next because it's going to be downhill <laughs> after Zach. So I don't want to be the last prison that gets opened. But I mean, as Steve mentioned, I I like I like to give and get football related gifts as well, but. It's very difficult for my wife, who hates football, to buy me any football-related gifts. Mm -hmm. So over the course of the year, I kind of treat myself to to gifts. And this has been something I've been wanting to get for a while, which is I'm a collector of old stuff. And because I've hit that age where I'm trying to relive my childhood and trying to have a second chance. You've been doing that ever since I've known you. Okay, that's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) I might have been doing that from the minute I was out of my childhood. Back in the day, in the mid-80s into the 90s, there was a little monthly comic thing called Football Picture Story Monthly. And it was like about 64 pages. It was just a comic thing. It was a Mm -hmm. one-off story. So I read some of them at the time. I never kept any of them. And then all of a sudden I was like, I want some of these. So I've been watching them on eBay and they go for like four or five pounds each. And then when you add shipping on top of that yeah. it can come to about 10 pounds for one issue oh, i was gonna say 30 pounds that, that cost like 40 pence back in the day oh, okay so this guy put up a job lot of 93 issues at a starting price of 50 pounds and the shipping off it was 27 which was quite a lot but i was like if i got that for that that's less than a pound an issue and i got it Yay! so a massive box arrived on friday that's from caitlin to you no that's from from <laughs> myself to me no but you officially say caitlin this is what you got me do you have one? No, that's later ones. Oh. So in um, in amongst the ninety three, he he put in some extras, and one of them was a double. So oh. you guys are going to be playing for this later on oh, in the show when we have. Uh, do you know who I am? Wait, is Joe Deasy here? In theory, I'll do it in an Irish accent. Oh. I'm like question one. I'll have a pig under one arm and a potato under the other, and you'll not know whether it's this, Joe Deasy or myself. This show could use some Joe Deasy. Thanks. No, I like because I, I miss that guy. I miss the guy. Was he busy parenting? Probably. You know what it's like when you have a little sprog. What's a sprog? Oh, he didn't understand lay by earlier. But I'm like, I'm waiting for you in the lay by, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm with you, Steve. I thought it was a dirty joke or something like that. <laughs> he thought lobby had changed on my autocorrect. No, my first it's a th- word that he didn't even know what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you think it's something like a euphemism when you're talking to Michael? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. So, lay-by and sprog, I'll add that to my list of things. What's the sprog? Are you a little kid? Yes, basically a baby. Oh, okay. But I, I I, have got Caitlin to buy me some Christmas presents this year. And I say, I basically ordered them and made her hit the send button to pay. Uh, so, it, she makes it feel like she's bought them. I did actually get, well, I was doing all the shopping, a lot of the shopping around Black Friday. And I did buy some things. I said, hey, Cheryl, do you just want to wrap this and put it on the tree for me? Oh, we, She's having none of it. We, we, oh, I wish my, my wife can't wait for me to do that. No, no same thing with me. Buy I, me. I buy my stuff. My, my wife doesn't, we, we don't exchange gifts because, you know, we, 
we're adults, but the I, the kids what? get get me something, right? Yeah. So um, uh, I always buy. Oh, hopefully they don't listen to this show. I'll buy, I hope that I buy something, and then I they did pay and wouldn't let their kids listen to this show. <laughs> like last year, I bought a, a Star Wars wallet and a, a Deadpool watch, and I said, "Give me pick one of these and just give it to me." They gave both of them to me, which That's, I thought wow. was a really good thing to do. Yeah. Wow. Best kids. Yeah, my wife does not like. I, I was buying a shirt for my kid, mm-hmm. uh, for one of my kids, and uh, I was like, "Oh, there's a shirt that kind of is not the same, but similar." I was like, and it's only in my size; it's not in my kid's size. So I was like, "Oh, I'm, I want that." So I grabbed it. It was like two, two buy two get one fifty percent off. Or, so then I said, "Hey, kid, this is for our daughter." And then can can you just? Wrap? My wife's like, "No," and I'm like, "Why? Why not?" She's like, "I don't do that." I'm like, "Okay, give me something I want." I, I, are there you guys expecting any football related gifts? No. Uh, I don't think there'll be a Fraser, Fraser Valley CPL club underneath my tree, yeah. tree this year. Oh, nice. See, it's funny you should say that because we asked the listeners for what's on their football wish list, and a couple of folk did say that. So we'll go through some of the tweets just now. Probably. At no name underscore actual says a Pacific FC season ticket because he's not sure if his wife has gotten one. Oh, can I do this? Oh, next you one? can do the next one. Oz Sweeney. Okay, Oz Sweeney uh, said Fonzie Byron jersey, a shiny new creative mid to partner in bomb, and a beer for every painful game I had to watch last season. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. Well, speaking of Fonzie, that was a really good yeah. assist he made there last week. Oh, yeah. Did you? I see haven't it? seen it. I've heard everyone talking about. Oh, it. you haven't seen <laughs> no. it? Oh, dude, he like from his own half. He made give and a run. go, give and go, just before half. Yeah, and it was a huge run. He's in all this space, and he beautiful cross to Lewandowski. W- one guy tweeted out, and so I retweeted it. It was like he's like, "Hey, nice goal you scored off of Lewandowski's foot." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was uh, it was he basically made the um, the other team Freiburg. I think it was Freiburg. Right? Yeah, yeah, it made them look like MLS defenders. Oh, oh nice. Well, Buffalo C replied to to Oswini saying that he might want lots of water and Tylenol as well if he's planning on drinking that much after that season. To which Oz replied that uh, the hangover can't be worse than reliving the season. Oh, I'll, okay. Mitch Williams, uh, he wants the social. Oh, man, he wants this. <laughs> they're gonna read this one. Yeah, he wants. <laughs> why do you, why do you think we pause? Like, you do this one, Zach. <clears throat> so. Mitch J. Williams wants the social justice warrior crowd to find a vehicle other than local football clubs to petty ideology. Pedal. Pedal ideology, sorry. Uh, good, good, good luck with that, Mitch. Mitch. Gary Nolan said the Premier League title for his Reds. And like, surely they can't mess it up. They're so far clear at the moment with a game in hand. It would take a dramatic collapse. Didn't they? Aren't they the best club in the world right now? Yeah. I saw Rod, Rodder's... Rod, 99th minute winner. Roz put on Instagram a picture of, of Jesus in, the, in Rio de Janeiro oh. wearing a Liverpool kit. <laughs> Ryan McLeod wants a, a CPL team for Metro Vancouver. And All in good time. BC Adventure Tours said a League One BC team for East Van. Uh, I'd be happy with that. I, I can't remember if that's on the... the, the yeah. I'm not sure it is. The villager, he's wanting the autobiography of Roy Keane, a CPL team in the lower mainland, a grass pitch for the Whitecaps to play on. Oh, and World Peace would be great too. So four requests there. I think the most far-fetched one is probably the grass pitch for yes, the Whitecaps Yes, World to play Peace on. would come before yeah. that. Yeah. Between the sticks are hoping for some BTS Van City merchandise for all their team. So hopefully, because we've read that out, they'll send some of that along as well. As long as it's not like a picture of Alex, because I've got enough of those. I don't need any more. Kunrad Bugalink. 
Kunarad. He's Any, the guy who gave the... Yeah, yeah. the speculus. Anything Chelsea from Black Pudding in Langley. Now, how can you go to Black Pudding Imports and buy something Chelsea? Unless it's a Chelsea bun, I would take that. But that's where you get all the best black puddings. So, yeah, if you're expecting any Christmas gifts, or if you get any, take a photo, tweet them to us, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the next show. But a gift that we give to you every Christmas special is the wonderful songs of a hero of ours here at the show, <laughs> Frank Sidebottom. Let's all sing the Christmas medley, switch up the hi-fi, switch up the TV. Let's all sing the Christmas medley now. Oh, ding dong, the medley on high. The Christmas bells are ringing, and I just see the spaceship in the sky. With a big fat spaceman and he was singing. Sidebottom there with his Christmas medley. Gets you right in the mood for Christmas there, and we can't have a Christmas show without a little bit of Frank. R.I.P. Have to have him as one of our Artists of the Month, I think, next year, because there's so many fun songs I can play. His Queen medley in particular is a lot of fun. I thought he's like your Artist of the Decade. That would be the Buscocks. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that but the shirt you wore? Like we that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, last yeah. week's shirt. Oh, and of course, Steve and me are wearing some nice shirts for the Christmas show tonight. Steve, dressed as an oversized elf. <laughs> I came out, I came out a lot yeah, nastier than that. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant because you're not elf. Well, elf sizes, you know, I know, yeah. that, but it sounds a bad one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Made it sound like I said you were fat. Let's, let's try that again. Steve is dressed as an elf. <laughs> I'm wearing green. Yeah, you've come as Chewbacca. Yeah, we'll Chewbacca. talk about that in in the last part. And oh. I've, I'm wearing, of course, my FC Santa Claus strip from 2010. Looks smart. Yes, kiss the badge. Mwah. Oh, I've just kissed Santa, not for the first time. Anyway, we 
got a chance to speak to some Whitecaps players about their Christmas plans. And usually this section is the kiss of death because the players we talk to soon move on from the club. Only happened to one of them so far from the three that we're going to play you tonight. But not this first guy, Andy Rose. The Englishman has had his first season with the Whitecaps back in 2019, or in 2019. And he, by the looks of it, is going to be here in the midfield for 2020. So we got a chance to sit down with him and just talk about what Christmas is like in the Rose household his favourite Christmas music, and a lot more besides. Here's Andy Rose. You're one of the few players I can talk to this about, because you're the only player here this season that's actually played over the Christmas period. Oh, wow. With Coventry and with Motherwell as well. So I was kind of wondering, you played here for so long, and then you go over there. Yeah. You've always had Christmas off. What was that like for you, for the first time experience that when you were with Coventry? It was uh, it was different for sure. Obviously, I grew up going to matches on Boxing Day and, and very much enjoying football over the festive period. But obviously, as as a kid, you yeah. know, and so obviously you still get Christmas Day with your family and whatnot, and it's a more of a family occasion. So, yeah, no, look, it's different over there. Obviously, they they try to take care of you in terms of having a nice uh, Christmas lunch with your family and whatnot. So you usually in. Um, bright and early for a quick 45 minutes to an hour just just out on the pitch going through your set pieces whatever because obviously you play on boxing day so it's a nice short day um but obviously look it's it's very different than having having the period off and, and when you can really go home and relax and be with be with your loved ones on on such a during such a special time of year um i don't really have a preference one way or another I think it's great to have the summer off as well you yeah. know over there there's a great schedule and and over here obviously um, it's so nice to be able to spend that that sort of time with your family so I really enjoyed playing through the holidays over there I thought um, you know we played I think the, the 26th uh, sometimes the 29th and then the 31st or the first so it's yeah. like three three games in the space of a night, week <laughs> it's incredible yeah, and, and obviously it's you're absolutely it's non-stop you're absolutely knackered I think um your mates are more gutted than you because obviously you can't really be out with them um but no it's obviously a special time for for people over there to be with their loved ones and they love to watch football during that time so yeah i mean for me growing up i loved that period because you've got so many games of football and it's always a special atmosphere so when you were a kid going to those games what's your kind of memories of of that yeah no me and my dad would go and um yeah, brilliant, great fun. Obviously, look, uh, I think one year we actually went to watch uh, Man United v Fulham, and then other years we went to watch Bristol City, my home home team. Um, so yeah, obviously, look, I think for for the fans and for the viewers, it's brilliant, right? Because you're all at home, everyone's off work, yeah. and they want to watch football. Obviously, somebody needs to pay the price for that, and that's the footballers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, it's uh, I think it's a great time for everyone. It's so exciting. Sky Sports always do a brilliant job and everything's on TV and it's um, it's just so much fun so it's certainly something um, it'll be different this year obviously having spent the last three years being part of that um, this year will be nice to I suppose relax on Christmas day a bit <laughs> so three quick ones for you what is Christmas dinner like in the, the Rose household the last few years my well for a while now my my wife is um, my wife's American she's come back with us and um, obviously while I was up in Scotland my, my family would would come up and we'd all rent a house together and uh, have a nice night and my mum's a brilliant cook so very much a roast traditional roast dinner um, Yorkshire puddings roast beef roast chicken you know mashed potatoes the works you know the gravy and everything it's absolutely brilliant um this year's gonna be a little bit different they, my mom and dad are gonna come out to uh my sister lives in seattle so they're gonna come out and obviously i've got a 
my little man will be two this year, so he's going to understand it a little bit more and get all excited for presents and whatnot. Um, so we'll have it this side of the pond uh, this year, and, and I'm, I'm sure my mum will be in, in the kitchen. She loves it. And thinking back to your childhood, can you, is there any like football-related gifts that you can remember getting that you were really excited about? Oh, of course. Every every single year, probably from the ages of, gosh, I don't know, nine to well, even less than that, probably seven or eight to thirteen, fourteen. You know, it was a, a David in the new David Beckham Man United kit, obviously long sleeve. <laughs> I used to love getting them and or football boots. Anything football related, really. I was I was mad, and obviously younger than that. Before um, you know, I really got into it. it. Was it was all you know, new footballs or new football boots, whatever. Um, that was always on the on the Christmas wish list, and I have a feeling my son's going to be the same way, to be honest. <laughs> and if you had to pick one Christmas song that to you you like to play every year, you like to hear it every year, what would it be? Got to be the Pogues. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I think. Um, I mean, there's so many, and I, I, I'm, I love Christmas, so I, I drive my wife nuts because I start the Christmas tunes like midway through November. <laughs> I'm on them. I absolutely love them. But uh, no, for me, it's got to be the Pogues, man. Fairy Tale New York is, is the top. Cool, we'll play that for you. Thanks so much. You got it. Thanks Cheers, so much, man. Bye. Mate. It was Christmas Eve, babe. Drunk tank, an old man said to me, Won't see another one. And then he sang a song, The rare old mountain dew. I turned my face away and dreamed about you. God, I years from me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true Dripping that bed. You scumbag, you maggot, 
The Pogues Fairy Tale from New York, as selected by Andy Rose. It's such a, a classic and iconic song in the UK and regularly voted number one and number two of the all time Christmas singles. And I think I asked you this, guys, last year. I can't even remember what you said, but how well known is it over oh, here? Oh, well known. Yeah, I, it's well known. I, I listened to it when I heard it the first time when I was a kid. Uh, I remember the m- music video coming up uh, on, like we said last year, on Much Music when they used to play music videos regularly. Yes, and, and uh, so I, I, I heard it, I loved it. I, I thought it was kind of the gritty, kind, but it has a kind of a heartwarming kind of feeling too. It's kind of gritty and heartwarming at the same yeah. time. Kirsty McCall as well, no relation, sadly. Otherwise, they'd have all the royalties from that music. But it's Robo Saber Band, the Pope. Yeah, yeah. Kirsty McCall was tragically killed in a, an accident. She was swimming with her son. And a speedboat was heading towards her son, and she got in the way to push her son out of the the way, and the the boat hit her. Oh, sad. Terrible. Just bringing the Christmas tone down a little bit there. (laughs) Kind of Zach's face just there as I'm telling that story. Did you expect anything different from Michael? I'm just sharing some knowledge. As soon as I said heartwarming, you knew he was going to bring it down a notch. You're learning this show. Well, someone else, I think, that might bring Christmas down a notch... Andy Rose's father-in-law. Because <laughs> Andy Rose is married to Bob Bradley's daughter. And what do you what do you think Bobbo is like at, at Christmas? I, wait, wait, who? He's he's the new Bobbo. The other Bobbo's moved on, so we have to find a new Bobbo. He hasn't moved on. He's just lurking in the shadows. <laughs> like Nosferatu. But what do you think Bob Bradley's like then at Christmas? Does, does he sit with a paper cracker on his head, blowing a fun well, noisemaker, knocking back his, the sherry, telling jokes? Definitely has his arms crossed. Oh. Depends. Maybe. Well, if his grandkids are there, maybe he's. He do you think if any carol singers knock at the door, he's going to tell him to get lost? So Andy Rose, as I mentioned in the interview, there he is the the only player on the current Whitecaps roster that has played in Boxing Day fixtures. And that's something I've talked about a lot in our Christmas shows over the years, how much I love them. I really wish we had them here. I always want the VMSL to kind of do them. I'm not sure the VMSL players would want to be playing on, I think on Boxing they, Day. I think they want to get the sales, if anything, with those guys. Yeah. I don't think they want to play. Maybe they want to get away from their families. Maybe yeah. try one, just a nice little 
Tasis Rovers could maybe do a, a Boxing Day fixture. Wouldn't their families come to watch them play? Probably not. <laughs> I, I, I really miss it. I mean, it was a special day and I've got so many fond memories of Boxing Day fixtures over the years. As does Scott Sutter, who we're going to talk about later in the show. He's talking a little bit about that. But just talking about fixtures in general brings us nicely to some of the other big news that came out this week. A lot of fixtures came out over Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Now, Wednesday saw the Canadian Championship schedule released Mm -hmm. and the Whitecaps now know their, what I feel is a very, very favourable path to the final. And I tweeted this out and some of the CPL fans said, well, we'll hold you to this in July when it all unravels for you guys. But basically, they join at the quarterfinal stage. They're going to play the winner of FC Edmonton or Pacific FC you have to feel comfortable that they can get the win against one of those teams. Fingers crossed we get the BC Derby that we yeah, really, really I'd want. rather do a three-hour ferry ride than a 12-hour drive. I'd fly, I think, to Edmonton this time. Does it snow in July in Edmonton? It, it snowed it once could. in August. <laughs> I was caught in a snowstorm in August once. Late oh, August. Right. On the tractor? Uh, on the tractor. What? Don't you go and do like No, combine, combine. Oh, combine. Yeah, yeah, he, he can read and write. It's okay. No, no I was on a combine. Yeah, it, no, it was before I was driving that. Oh, uh, I helped out with that. But it was. Uh, but the funny thing is, is after that, two days later, we were off to Banff. So we got to experience Banff and, with snow conditions. And it was really fun. Yeah, Banff looks lovely at Christmas. I wouldn't mind going to that. But We got to experience it in August. If we get past Edmonton or Pacific, then we will likely play the winner of Forge and Cavalry FC. Valor, of course, are, are the other team in that half of the draw, so they might have something to say. So we could have we a could semi-final meeting. Oh, yeah. could have a semi-final meeting again of the Whitecaps looking for revenge against Cavalry. But basically, we, we are on paper in the easier side of the draw because we avoided two other MLS teams. Toronto and Montreal is on the other side of the draw. It has to be looked at favourably. Mar DeSantis has talked a lot about how he wants to to take this competition seriously. So I've got high hopes that we're going to do well in it. Yeah, I think the players need to take it seriously, <laughs> not, just, not just Mark DeSantis. Um, but yeah, I, I so they've, region, they've very regionalised things. I, I mean, yeah. other than obviously Hamilton having to, 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 to play in the kind of the Western half. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. I'm okay with this for a season. I really think I would really like the CPL in conjunction with the CSA to get out in front of this and say the same way they have with promotion relegation, say that we're doing this these formats for this time, but our long-term goal is to actually have an open draw, a single game cup uh, format in the future. Because that really is the best way. I, 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 I want that. The regional part of the U.S. Open Cup, although it does help when you have all these amateur teams, the amateur teams in the yeah, early that's rounds. That's you have to look at. No, but that's fine. If you do that for the early rounds, that's fine. But once it, once like the, the, the professional teams come in, it needs to be an op- open open draw. Uh, because the, the regionalness of the U.S. Open Cup has really taken away from it now, in my opinion. It was good for a while, but now it, it, when you, you know you're playing the same group of teams every year again. And I, it just it takes there's this you lose something, um, so I, I really hope that they can move towards that in the long run. And then we after the Canadian Championship came out the next day I think it was the next day or the yeah, day after very the next M- day we MLS, got the MLS schedule which I didn't expect to come out that early. I'm yeah. delighted because now it's going to let me hopefully book some trips on the in the 
January sales that's coming out the Boxing Day sales and some discount codes yeah. and, and stuff. But yep, the Whitecaps now know their their schedule for 2020. We knew it was going to start on February 28th or 29th, February 29th, yeah. where they are at home to Sport in Kansas City. It's going to finish on October 4th with a nice Cascadian derby at home to Portland. Now, of the Caps, 17 home games, 14 are on a Saturday. Hooray! Two are on a Sunday, and one is midweek. Now, April is Cascadia Derby month, it would appear, because the, the Caps have back-to-back away games against their rivals, heading to Seattle on Saturday, April the 18th, then Portland the following Saturday. Now, for me, the good thing about that is it's good to see both games, at least at the moment, are kicking off at 7pm. So we don't have any stupid 1pm kickoffs or anything like that. Yeah. Now, it's they are the start of a brutal four-game road spell in 15 days that also sees the Whitecaps play in San Jose in a midweek and then fly to Toronto. So it's like a crazy, crazy schedule. It's not as bad as previous years, though. If you, in general, no, but that that four four game spell certainly is one of the nice, nice things. Is if you can get some time off in April, you can go drive down to Portland and they keep driving to San Jose. And yeah, come back. we we're actually thinking of doing that. We're going yeah. to take like a three week break and go down the Oregon coast, go down to San Jose because I've never made it to San Jose's new stadium. Oh, I liked Buckshaw. I know a lot of folk hated it, but it just had an old fashioned vibe to it. That I quite when it was liked. full, it was nice. Yeah. So we'll do that, place in Pacific Grove that I love, and yeah, really looking forward to that. If it was a different time of, time of year, I might try and do it, but I don't think April is going to work for I me. I don't think it's going to clash either with the start of the TSS Rover schedule. I think it might be about mid-May, but I guess we'll find out about that. There's a couple of weird multi-game stands in the schedule. There's a, a three-game homestand in June, which includes games against Montreal and Seattle. That's immediately followed by a three-game away trip to KC, Philly, and Minnesota. And the latter two of those are over five days as well, which is kind of brutal as well. Then they're at home for one game before being back in the road for two, one in Salt Lake, one in Houston. So that summer spell is really busy and it's compacted because they have to, to get the season finished a little bit earlier. Now, the three Eastern teams that the Caps won't be playing under the new schedule because they only play 10 of the 13. They're avoiding so they're not playing Atlanta, New England and the mighty David and Norman. sadly Miami because that means no David Norman against the Whitecaps this season. All in all though, I'm, I'm pretty confident and pretty happy with the, with how the schedule looks. Yeah, it looks good. It's not too bad. At least one, only one midweek game, which is good. I, I just want to see how many Pacific games are... On the same match days as uh, as MLS uh, in Vancouver. So the other schedules that came out on Friday is the Whitecaps preseason schedule. So they're going down to San Diego for some closed doors friendlies, then back to Portland for the Rose City Invitational. So I'm looking forward to that. Maybe head down for a couple of those yeah, games. Yeah, for sure. See what we can do. But we're going to round off this part with the first of our games for the evening. It's a really big round. It's yes. been a long part. Oh, so this is Steve's games for the evening. Yeah, I'm going to be. And it's going to be me against Zach. Yeah, we're going to do a question. Uh, it's going to be Christmas trivia. Do we need to write it down? No, you don't need to write it down because there's going to be a question for each of you. Oh. But there will be one that is a um, a, a toss up. 
Okay. So that Christmas one, you tree? the one you'll have to like either raise your hand or put maybe your finger to your nose or something okay. like that in order to see who goes first. Answer, answer like, first. I'll, I'll like, move like, my like, mic bib- so I don't like see your Like biblical screen. Christmas trivia? Uh, not biblical. Uh, Sorry, oh, I didn't go into too much detail. Uh, but uh, the um, but the uh, whoever wins the round gets three points. If you guys draw the round, you get a point. Okay. Each. Okay. You're going to crush me. We're going to do this over the next five parts. So um, uh, I'll give Zach the first choice. You want to choose movie, food, geography, reindeer, or lore? Shoot, let's go movie. Movie? Okay, and uh, I'll give Michael the choice here. Do you want to go for question one, two, or three? Three. Three. How many ghosts... Wait, is this for both of us? No, just for him. Oh. How many ghosts are there in A Christmas Carol? You can't take too long. There are five. Incorrect. There's four. Four. I was going to go with four. Zach, do you want to go for I a got, question? I could have got that. Zach, do you want to go for question one or two? I'll go one. One? Who played George Bailey in the Christmas oh, classic, no, It's a Wonderful five. Life? Um, the, the website I went to said four. Uh, I can see his face. If you can remember. Uh, is it Bing the, Crosby? No, it's not. It's Jimmy Stewart. Da- okay, now this is the toss-up. My, my father so, my stepdad's going to be mad about uh, that. Oh, fing- so we have to like, put, like, hands put your up hands or? up or something like that. Oh, okay. So, okay. In the TV special... How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what are the three words best describe the Grinch? A little clue, oh. they all start with S. I have so never I got, seen it. Okay, go. Is it the slink, slank, slunk? Oh, close, stink, stank, stunk. Uh, yeah, okay. So, not I mean, correct. Not close yeah. enough? So, no points for anyone. Well, no, one point for each of you. Oh, one you drew. point for each. Is there a nil-dil drug? Oh. Rob Ro- special. Well, hopefully we're going to be better. Tutu drug is the... Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, that's this year. But under Robo, I don't know if it was Tutu. Oh, right. No, no. It's definitely feels more like a Robo no. thing. Anyway, we're going to be back with more fun after this. Hi, I'm Lucas Carlini. You're listening to the AFD Soccer Show. Welcome back to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Tell us what that song was, Steve. That was a song, uh, Christmas is a Way of Life, My Dear, by Chantal Kreviazic. The wife yes, of, of, of the Our Lady Peace guy. Yes. Who, that's how you met Caitlin. That's how I met Caitlin, yes. Not directly through him, <laughs> but through Our Lady Peace, yeah. Although we have met him who wanted to know our story, so we, we told him that. Rain Maida. You met him? Yeah. You told him your story? Yeah, we've met him a couple of times. Oh, that's awesome. He got us free tickets to a gig in Glasgow. Oh. And we've been joined in the, the studio now by another member of the AFTN team. Can't remember the last time he was on a podcast. I do remember we recorded it in a car park, I think, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this is way fancier than last time yeah. I was on. I think we had just watched U16s and there was wind blowing around. I think it might have been a Thunderbird. Thunderbird or Swangard. It was some weird stadium we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and I think security were driving by, but that might have been the one with Slamo. But we are joined by Will Silver from Curva Collective. Hello. I didn't know he was coming. I would have bought him a gift. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we don't have any presents for Will, although Zach did give Will some presents. But now we're going to kick this part off with another present opening. Oh. Although this is actually going to be for Zach, and he's going to be opening it throughout this yeah, part. Yeah, throughout I the show. It's a little clue. Well, not do don't do that much shaking. Open the <laughs> gift. Don't break it. No, it's not about breaking it. It says 4K. Oh no, it's not the. It's, that's not what. <laughs> that's just, that's just a box. I was like, wow. But you just gotta find out what's in the box. That was my Brad Pitt impression. Have you you watched the movie Seven? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, box? it's not head, is it? No. Oh hey, sweet action. One, two, three. And I try to get four, older ones. Five, six. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you, sir. Lego. I, I'm not even sure what it is. Oh, it's Lego stuff. Lego CMF minifigures. I try oh. to get older yeah. older series, ones that you might not have had. Series 12, Series 19, Series 16, the Halloween Monster Series number 14, two of those, and Christmas number one. Oh. Nice. Is that Christmas or Disney? Or, sorry, Disney. Disney Series 1. More fantastic stuff for the radio. We, we Do got, I have to open them now? You can open them during oh, the show while o- we're talking. Open them during this part. Yeah. What if I don't want to? We don't have to. We got a, a tweet in from Optimist Anonymous at High in Caps. She says, this is interesting. I think he means the show. <laughs> he didn't put a question mark after interesting, so that's a plus. But <laughs> it's a bit of a different show. We do it every Christmas. But this part of the, the show, we're actually going to talk about some MLS and, and Canadian soccer chat. Because many people may have been winding down in the run-up to Christmas, but the world of North American soccer certainly wasn't. And what turned out to be a pretty busy week of news stories. So we talked about the pre-season schedule coming out. But one of the biggest stories on Tuesday came when MLS got down and dirty with number 30. Yes, others may have struggled to find the clit, but not Don Garber. Charlotte was announced as the latest new MLS expansion side. Are they actually... But you're glad you joined for this part, Will. Are they CLT? Sure. Well, they were going under CHA, oh. but then they've changed it now to CLT. Oh, so they were the cha, but they're now the clit. Oh, think of the tifo you can do when Will. when the clit comes. Will to Will is the tifo designer extraordinaire. So yeah, maybe some I'm ideas. Sharing a lion, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> my, my concern though is if if the if the first game in 2021 uh, actually ends up being on the road, are people going to be able to find the clit? I mean, <laughs> who can say? Okay, let's get and move on to the <laughs> But Charlotte was announced as the latest new MLS expansion side. They will begin playing in 2021 alongside Franchise FC, also known as Austin. Well, and they're jumping ahead of a couple of teams too. Yes, they're, because they've got their stadium already. Because yeah. spe- the bit is spearheaded by Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper. And the team is going to play out of the Bank of America NFL Stadium in downtown Charlotte. It's hosted various soccer matches over recent years. It's the home to the Carolina Panthers. So and it's ready. David Tepper. Oven is, ready, as Boris Johnson David would say. Tepper is the new. <laughs> <laughs> David Tepper is the new owner of the Carolina Panthers as well. He just took over recently. Oh. And which means that that previous joke would not have been that appropriate if it was the previous owner still in the charge. Oh. Uh, you look it up. Oh. Okay. Now, now I'm really curious as to who that was. I always hoped that if they added a team in the Carolinas, it was going to be the Real Hawks or as they're known now, North Carolina FC. Because they, they rebranded Did they that. rebrand? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. I went in 2012, after celebrating the Whitecaps winning the Disney Cup, I thought, well, how, how do you come down from that? Well, you go to Carolina. And I tripped to Cary. 
to to see a penalty shootout that the Whitecaps lost because Brad Knighton missed the, the vital penalty kick. I was dressed scruffy as hell because I had just flown in and I just went along to the stadium, then got invited onto the TV broadcast at halftime. And I was that was like, your oh. debut, wasn't it? Was my debut on yeah, TV. Debut it was and, like, well, t- TV, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, no one's going to be watching it. And then got all these tweets going, oh, he's he's better on the radio and podcasts. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> got a face for the radio. Was not expected to be on. They're two and a half hours away from Charlotte. So you kind of have to wonder now what the future might be for, for the Rail Hawks, North Carolina FC. Raleigh Durham is a bit further away, so it's about kind of three hours away. So I don't know. Do you think they'll lose a lot of their fan base to this new Charlotte team, or will they? They will might they keep their fans. They might lose some. They probably won't lose their their real like stringent supporters that have been there from the beginning. I don't think they would leave, um, but they will leave the maybe the people that are like uh, just on the fringes and who want to see like a bigger stadium, bigger events and everything like that. So they'll lose those guys, but I don't think they're – and they'll definitely lose the people that maybe have been driving from Charlotte to watch the Railhawks. They're definitely not going to come over. So they uh, – I, th- I think they've already been messaging about how they're um, like in support of this and they're trying to work with the, the team. And I think long term, I think they see themselves as being like the affiliate. Um, so the, I think that's a that's the, a nice move. So it feels like maybe for better or for worse, however you feel with this, it feels like they're recognizing their their place in the the Carolinas food chain in in the football world. And this is not going to be so much as a soccer wars thing where they get totally destroyed okay, that's and good. go. go that's the, the original in uh, theory, initial anyway, things yeah. I'm hearing. But yeah, and just update, Steve. Uh, ser- the series twelve minifigure is. Um, is the the punk uh, is the rocker dude? How did you know? You never even opened it. I, f- I felt there's it. a code on the. Charlotte's expansion fee is said to be $325 million, which is ridiculous. Sorry, as far how as much? $325 million. Sorry, what now? Uh, is this the first you're hearing this? Yeah. yeah I thought we were still like 150, no, 200. $325 million. No, I think St. Louis paid about that much, didn't they? No, I've, I've got them. Okay. Got I them forgot St. Louis is coming St. in. St. Louis is 200. They've jumped up $125 million. This is crazy. I, no, I, I have it's a, absolutely the insane. No, no, no. I have a feeling that the, in this case that they wanted to like jump in there. Maybe there was it was really close between Charlotte and maybe Phoenix or something, whoever was the other teams. Mm. And maybe they just they said, said, we'll give you whatever money you want. Tepper's no, been known to spend his money. Like Remember that um, that there was another football league that came out last year or something like that. Not the XFL? Not the XFL. No. There was one, I can't remember now what the name oh. is. The AFL. Yeah. Or the, the, the triple, triple AFL. Well, there was or a, the Arena Football League gets folded. No, but no, no. This is a triple AFL oh, or okay. something like that. There was a big long. Uh, but he jumped in there as the owner of the whole league and then shut it down right away too or something like that. So uh, he's he's been known to spend his money. But 325 to me is ridiculous. It's a Ponzi scheme that if you're in early, that's fantastic. Because it's like these guys that got in early are... You know who's salivating? The Whitecaps owners. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Now, you can tell by Will's attire that he's a big understanding of investing in a football club (laughs) and not getting much out of it as he's wearing his Newcastle United hat. We actually won this weekend, so I'm just trying to grab on to whatever little dignity I have left. Wait till Rochdale beat you in the next round of the cup. (laughs) (laughs) But give me a pyramid system over a pyramid scheme any day of the week. Looking at some of the the money that's been paid, TFC paid ten million, million yeah, when they came two, in for two thousand seven. Crazy. San Jose 
had to pay 20 million to get a team back after losing it, which is crazy in itself. Seattle was 30. Philly were 30. We were 35 along with Portland. Which was originally was, I thought it was supposed to be 40. Mm, we got a discount. I can't remember why. I think it's because we came in the year early. Because initially it was meant to be Montreal and we were going to be 2012, I believe. But then Montreal didn't have the stadium sorted out, so we got in early. So Montreal were 40 in 2012. Then NYCFC, it jumped up to 100. But then Orlando and Atlanta were 70. So I don't know if they were paying for the prime New I York. Think, I think it was to be in the same city as an existing team, I think. Ah. Or community. Minnesota were 100. LAFC were 110. Cincinnati and Nashville were 150. And then the last two, St. Louis and Sacramento, were 200. So to jump up to 325, absolutely in- incredible. You do think at some point it's just all going to collapse, surely. I mean, the owners, we asked on Garber this when he was up here, and he said, yeah, well, the, that money goes to the owners. It doesn't go back necessarily to the business. It's up to the owners if they want to put it back into the business. I, I still think it should be mandated that a certain percentage has to go into business operations of, of teams. Yeah, because the Whitecaps are making, we know they're making at least $10 million from some every year. At least. We, do we know that? When you talk to people, that's the number of yeah, people okay. who know more than you. That'd take us three years to earn that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world. Let's play some crazy music now. We're going to go to our Artist of the Month for April. Scottish band, the Rosillos, stroke the Revillos. Because when the Rosillos split up, they had to become the Revillos temporarily because of a name dispute. So I've dug out a Christmas song from them, and it's an old classic, sang by Faye Fife. Here is Santa Claus is coming to town. Jimmy, Santa says to write your letter and send it right away. Because he's getting ready, his reindeers and his sleigh.
If you hear some crinkling, it's just Zach is feeling his bag. Do you, <laughs> do you want an update on the next minifigure? Yep. The next minifigure is from Series 13, and it's the unicorn person in the unicorn costume. It's a really good one. Two, two, yeah. good, two great ones. He's so not well. opening any of these. It's, oh, you feel them. Where's the fun in it? I've opened these before. You're I have filling these up are my, a these unicorn are my, on live are these radio, doubles, man. Then? Yeah, these, yeah, but that's oh, good. Okay. Because at some point I'm going to need them. Then I'll open them. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was the Revillos, our Artist of the Month for April. Santa Claus is coming to town indeed. Christmas, it truly is a worldwide celebration. As people celebrate the birth of a baby in Bethlehem by writing to the North Pole, asking for toys that are made in China. And on that, we want to, to wish our guest, Will Silver, happy Hanukkah. And also to Jonathan Tannenwald, who may or may not be listening. He had hoped to be on the show tonight, but... As you can tell, we've already overran, so we didn't have time for Jonathan, sadly, but we'll definitely get Jonathan back on the show into the new year. But now I think it's it's time for part two yeah. of Steve's quiz. So I have to just move There's, the mic around here so I don't see the Yeah, I got it thing. on the screen over here. So uh, let me see here. Okay, so next topic, we've talked about Real movies. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Will, and if you don't get it, then I'll let Will, Will get it just to try out the question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we Michael's. got, so Michael, you're going to choose the next section. It's going to be Christmas food. Uh, Christmas geography, Christmas reindeer, or Christmas lore? Geography, please, Stephen. Okay. That would have been my choice. Okay, and Zach, do you want one, two, or three? Let's go with one again. One? Okay. Which country was the first to use the tradition of Christmas trees? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the fatherland, Germany. Was that the fatherland? Okay. Um, oh, I guess yours, yeah. Uh, you are correct. Germany is right. I knew that as well. It, they, they had a little bit of problem because they would put like uh, candles on the tree. And they all burned up. Yeah, they had yeah. some. Um. And uh, Michael, do you want to pick two or three? Three, please, Stephen. I wish you hadn't because it was a really hard one. Uh, okay, so let's <laughs> 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 give you much of a chance. In what modern day country, now this is modern day country, was St. Nicholas born? This is a hard one. Modern day, so Westeros, Narnia, <laughs> modern day. I am going to say... And the, okay, I'll give you a hint because this is hard. The name of this would fit also in another category that we talked about. I'm not going to give you the other categories. Turkey. Yeah, you're right. <gasps> what? <laughs> I had to give that. That was Can really hard. we get hard. some bigger clues, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't think he was going to remember the other categories. That's the thing. Okay, so uh, this is the toss-up. Um, so we have to yeah. raise our hand, or what are we doing? Yes. touch your nose? What are we doing? Whatever you want to do. Uh, well, make, do a signal. <laughs> do us anything. Let, let's just say Santa. First person yeah. to say Santa. Okay, good. Okay. okay, so which was the first country to ish a, issue a Christmas postage stamp? Santa. Go ahead. I'm going to say. You uh, if you know the answer, answer, I'm going yeah. to go say the United Kingdom. No, you're, you're wrong. You you want to go give a hint? Joke? Christmas Island. No. Wait, wait, Will. Will, Will, Will do you want to give it a try? Sure. Uh, how about Canada? Yes, you're right. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the board. <laughs> so uh, Zach wins this one, uh, gets the three points. Why? Because you, you got help. You, you didn't... Oh, no, you did draw. Yeah. So it's a draw. One oh, come draw. on. So this is a Martin Rennie special. Wait, I brought, I brought Will. Well, he got points as well, so we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for for this part of the show. A nice short part this time. We're catching up time-wise. We'll be back, though, with some more fun times after this. 
Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. It won't be Christmas till you're here Even if the snow appears It can't be Christmas on the phone It won't be Christmas till you're Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. Can I do an update? Oh, we've got an update from... So, the first one from the, the Monster Series, Series 14, is the awesome gargoyle, which now means I can put my gargoyles on a building and have them kind of twinning. Oh, well, they, they tried that in the Notre Dame Cathedral and it burnt down, so just be careful. I will. So let us know who that was, Steve. Uh, that was, if I have it here, uh, It Won't Be Christmas, uh, what, Emily. Yep, It Won't Be Christmas Till You're Here. Oh. So, yeah, um, and before that we played Johnny Russell, because obviously it won't be Christmas until Johnny Russell is here in Vancouver. Okay, stop rustling oh, your back. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Steve. Because it's now time for Steve to get a present. I'm going to give the <gasps> first of my presents out. Whip it out. Hey, they look the same. Uh, do you really want to say that? You know what he's going to do if you say something like Sorry. that. Okay, so I've given a clue kind of on the wrapping. Let's see. So the, this just says to El Stevo. So I'm assuming it's a Spanish for you. Well, or yeah, we'll see. You can probably guess what I'm it is. I'm trying to shake it like Zach does to see what's inside. Don't How rip did you it, wrap don't, it? Don't rip the inside. I don't have to like watch it and rip it open. Are you always this wrong? Oh, yeah. that's what I thought it was. This is, that, is cool. Is that a wrestling shirt? No. Oh, I'm wrong. I went a little bit out of the box this year because it's combined two things that Steve's mentioned on the show in the last year. He's mentioned Lego. And he mentioned well, being I was forced in... to talk about Lego by Zach. Oh! I, I, thought, I thought you loved Lego. No, That's amazing. Lego. Oh. Where did you get that? I'll tell you later. But you also mentioned that you loved all the Day of the Dead stuff up in Whistler. Oh, that was a fantastic night. I still want to go next year. And the week I'm after, booking that weekend off. The week after Steve talked about that, I saw that T-shirt and I was like, I have to get that for him. It's because Lego I have the, Dar- the, I have the Darth Vader one too. Uh, I nearly got you that one. No, I have the Darth Vader one. Oh. Okay. Is really so cool. is it, what is that design on? What's it called? Um, I don't know. What it's, do you it's, mean basically, it's a Lego head. No, it's a Lego. Day of the Dead Mexican Di- design. Dia de los Ricos. De what are those? Ricos. So that like kind of design. Day of the Bricks. I know, but that design is called something. What's it called? I don't know. I don't know the name I just of say it, Day, of the, sure dead, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Like Coco, the movie Coco. Yeah. I still haven't seen Coco. I've been told I have to see it. You, yeah. have to, you haven't seen that? It's no. so good. It's on, it's on Disney Plus, I think right? I might have seen it five, six times. I've drunk Coco. How did he feel about that? He wasn't very pleased. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just suck things dry. Anyway, back to some MLS and Canadian soccer chat. And there was some big player news in the past week. And I guess one of the biggest, Diego Valeri, is back with Portland. We thought he'd left. I wanted the Whitecaps to come in and maybe snap him up here and be our kind of midfielder. Because he's coming in as a TAM player. Yeah, I saw that So we could have afforded that. And it opened up two DP spots for the Timbers. But he said it was an easy decision to go back to Portland. You always thought he was going to. But it would have been hilarious if we had somehow swooped in and got him. Now, did he have a clause in his contract if they won the um, MLS Cup that he would have got That he got 6.59? Probably not. But it's a great addition for them. And the fact that he is back as a TAM player... It allows them to do some business. But in recent years, the DPs they've added, it has, nothing to be sniffed at. No, I was going to say, they're not up to snuff. <laughs> they could have done better. <laughs> nothing to sniff at. Oh, snuff man. said. Um, I, thought, I, thought originally, <laughs> I thought originally you were going to make a, a Liam Ridgewell joke, but I see you went with a more recent oh, example. Yes. Wow, they've had a really bad experience there, haven't they? Because he, he was a designated player, he right? He was a designated player as well, yeah. Has he ever played for your Newcastle? Liam Ridgewell? No, no right? Okay. No. And what about your East Five? No. He's what about your Man United? <laughs> so he's designated player, right? Who? Uh, Liam Ridgewell. He was, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was left because... He was crap, basically. Oh. But no, he had been in a, a drunk driving. Yeah, he didn't incident. have a designated yeah. driver. Yeah. So there was a problem. Well, wasn't he hanging out with the keeper, Gleason, or whatever? Yes. Yeah. No, didn't the, somebody came to pick him up drinking and driving? To yeah, Gleason came up. to pick him up yeah. having had some because drinks his himself. went off and it yeah. called the cops on his uh, OnStar or something like that. But those guys did help Portland win an MLS <laughs> Cup. That's the story. true. Can't, can't really dis- disagree Ball with that. Ball was out of bounds. <laughs> That's Kai Kumar's press man over there. (laughs) Chicago Fire have a new sporting director, George Heights. Now, he held that role with Swiss club FC Basel for nine seasons, from 2009 to 2017, during which time they won the Swiss title eight times, won three Swiss Cups, appeared in the Champions League six times, advancing to the knockout round twice. He did great things at Basel. And for me, it's a more experienced and... I personally feel successful and exciting higher than Axel Schuster is here. It's but like that. It's a lesser league, though. Yeah, I, well, it is. Oh, it's absolutely a lesser league. Yeah, but, but, but what he's done. What they've done yeah, there has yeah. been fantastic. But, and when, when the Whitecaps said that they were looking to maybe get somebody that had European experience yeah. in European competition, my mind immediately thought to one of the Swiss clubs, and Basel was the club that I actually thought of. Could we look for someone that's been connected I mean, with Basel? You should know, Steve. Like uh, uh, what they did in the Champions League over the last decade mm. by knocking off big teams and putting in big performances. I oh, think Man see, United I don't, was you, again. You bring that up. I don't pay attention uh, at all anymore. I've told you I don't follow that team since the Glazers owned it. Okay, so you can keep saying it. It's not going to happen. I just want to bring up the fact that I believe they beat Man United at least once in the last. Good for them. Few Everyone years. beats Man United. So does Watford, Watford today. beat Man United. <laughs> oh really? Cares. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Up, up the Hornets, Devin. I mean, what, what's your what's your thoughts, Will, of the of the Schuster appointment? And just in general, does it bring some excitement to you as to what he's done at Mines and at Schalke, or does it did it not really matter what he's done before because it's a whole different ball game over here? I I think it was an interesting appointment. I mean, I think sort of what you guys are alluding to. I, I'd rather a bigger player at a smaller club. I think FC Basel, I mean, not to continue the Portland joke, but it's nothing to sniff at. Um, 
and uh, I, you know, I, I, I like Schuster, but uh, I think the jury's still out on how involved he would be as a sporting director because he's never really been in that exact role before. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him, and it's going to be interesting to see how he does cope with everything. And yeah, good luck to him anyway. But I, I think that is a good hire by Chicago. Now, the final bit of sort of MLS and Canadian soccer news, Canada soccer. They named Christine Sinclair their player of the decade. She was a CONCACAF champion in 2010, back-to-back Olympic medal winner in London in 2012, Rio in 2016. She was the 2012 Lou Marsh Trophy winner, seven-time Canada soccer Canadian female player of the year. She's two goals shy of the all-time scoring record internationally for a woman. There wasn't really any other option for Canadian play of the decade, no, was there? Zero. Yeah. No, this is would have been this would have been hard to get wrong. Yeah. And we just we all cannot wait for those next couple of goals. And hopefully they come soon. So going to to play another little game now, and we're gonna involve all three of you in this. And we're going to play the first we've got four of these that we're gonna do over the course of this show. It's the old Do You Know Who I Am? <gasps> The spirit of Joe Deasy in the house. Yeah. So I've channeled my inner Joe for this section. So we're going to do four of these and we're going to give points. And the winner with the most points is going to win this Football Picture Story Monthly number 137. The loner. Not the people that buy these comics were loners, but... <laughs> and a Mars bar? Maybe. I might... I might unless Steve wins, because... He'll get two. He doesn't like the, <laughs> he doesn't like the chocolate. So I, I've kind of redone the rules for this a little bit so there's going to be seven clues to a player i've been practicing all week and now you've redone the rules if you get it on the first clue you're going to get seven points then six five four three two one now it's a free for all so you just have to say stop oh actually let's go with santa so you can say santa and make your guess you can only guess once in each round if you have three wrong guesses though you're out for this one. one so once per clue. One guess per clue? Yeah. No, uh, one guess per clue and three wrong yeah. from the whole seven and you're out so you can't have any more guesses. So don't waste your clues and your guesses. Now, all these players tying in with our Whitecaps of the decade, they've all played for Vancouver Whitecaps oh. in the 2010s. Play, they're played not, for. But played they're not, for they, yeah, but they're not voted. Caps. They were voted on the White Caps. I'm not saying if oh, they were but or not. Played for. So, like, league, they played in at least, like, one league or one official match. They've either played in USL or MLS or both. Okay. So, they have played. But not WFC. Team. Not like they played in preseason no. friendlies. No, no. So, like, no league Nguyen. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So, here is player number one for seven points. I made 26 appearances for my country. Scoring one goal. Next for me. Uh, Just say next. Is it Mustafa Jarju? No. So you've wasted one of your lives. I'll say next. Okay. For six points. I was born in England. 
Oh. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Andy O'Brien. Correct. Oh. oh, I thought that would throw you off because that actually helped you me. represented yeah. Ireland. So five points was my playing career spanned 19 years in six clubs in two countries. I played three seasons in MLS. I made my most club appearances for Bradford City. I was at the 2002 World Cup. I am now retired and have become a scout. Excellent job. Well done, Steve. Good job, Six points to Steve. Okay, here's our second one in this part of it. So for seven points, player number two. I was born in Africa. I'm going to say next. I'm ready to go to the next clue. I'll say next. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say Nizar Kelfan. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> Woo! What? Because I knew he was going to guess Gershon Kofi. No, yeah, it wasn't I was going to guess Alfonso. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh, that's true, but... Well no, Because no, I, had, I had, like... I, I knew I it had, had to be years. obscure, a little bit more obscure. I think Mulatta Cool was in Africa, too. He knows you too well. There was too uh, many. There was too read many, us the rest of the clues for fun. There was no many, too many players. <laughs> for six points, I made 43 appearances for my country and scored five goals. I played for the Whitecaps in three seasons, because one was 2009, yeah. 10, and 11. Uh, I'm a 31-year-old midfielder. My only MLS goal for the Whitecaps came against Real Salt Lake. Yep. I only played one season in MLS for Vancouver before being released and then picked up by Philadelphia in the waiver draft, but I never played for them. And the one point was, I played in the Whitecaps inaugural MLS season. Well done. So, at the moment, Zach is leading 7-6 to six and Will still to get off the mark. I had a look to see what Nizar Kalfan was doing. He went to play for a, a club in Africa, in Tanzania, and he hadn't played pro after 2015. Yeah. Although he may have played for a club in 2018, but there was no appearances registered. So, he's kind of, he's only 31, just... Disappeared on Instagram. Face. You see, he's playing for someone, but like, yeah, I'm not sure how pro it is. So now it's time for some more music. So we're, we're up to our artist of the month for May, and it was Slaves. And this is Last Christmas.
I love me some slaves. That was their version of Last Christmas there. We played that last Christmas. And yeah, great rendition of it. And of course, it's the name of a a film that's in the cinemas just now. And I'm sure that that was the movie that all you guys rushed to see on on Thursday night, wasn't it? It was Last Christmas? No. No. You, you know what? Something. You know what film I'm talking about? It's in the cinema just now. It's a like it's a weepy. It's about. Is that like, with the um, Black Cl- Widow? Amelia yes. Clark. Jumanji. Oh, Amelia Clark. Right. Okay. Mm. Not. Someone said. Oh, to I me, actually do want to watch that one. Really? Yeah. It's meant to be like a real tearjerker. Yeah. Someone said to me, "If you go and see that, you're going to need to take a box of tissues with you." And I thought, I'm not going to be able to masturbate to that. But you know what? I was wrong. Amelia Clark put in a great performance, and I really recommend that you go and see it. Sorry, this is the Christmas episode? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now it's time for part three of Steve's quiz. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to start off near, and let's let Will pick the category, oh. even though he will be the second third, second guesser. Sure. Um, but uh, So we have left food, reindeer, or lore? Ooh, let's go with lore. And uh, so, Zach, you think you're picking the first one? Uh, I did last episode. Oh, yeah. So you're picking the which uh, one, two, or three? Number three, please, Stephen. You always pick three. In the early 1800s, the first gingerbread house was reportedly inspired by a famous a fairy tale. Do you know that fairy tale? I would say that would be Hansel and Gretel, Stephen. You are correct. What do you want, Zach? Do you want one or two? Let's go number one. Number one. Twas Night Before Christmas was originally published under what name? Oh, I don't know. Was that, is that Dickens? No, it's not, right? That's, oh, that's no, Christmas no, Carol. No, no, it was the uh, night before Christmas. Oh, who, like who wrote it? No, no. What was it originally called? Oh, oh, the name of the title. Of yes. The, oh, what was oh, it called? Sorry. Twas the night before Christmas. Uh, sorry, I was thought you were looking for author. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to just take a stab in the dark and put words together and say uh, the night before Christmas. It was a visit from St. Nicholas. Oh, oh I thought it was Silent Mouse. Okay, so last question. This is a toss-up. Oh, really? uh, so, I, I oh. lost. So just give this to Will. No, no, I forgot. No, no, no. This is a toss-up between you two. I sorry, I should have let you give a chance to you to answer. I'm sorry. Wait, well, I got one. He got one right. I got one wrong. So he won. No, no, no. This is a toss-up to make go for the draw. This is a toss-up for the draw. Okay, so according to folklore of Austria and other countries, what horned figure punishes naughty children at oh, Christmas? Oh, Santa. Santa. No. No, 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 no. I don't no, know the answer. answer. Oh, they okay. What's your, what's your, what's your, is, it, is it called the Krumpus? Krumpus? Are we going with... Uh, Krampus. Krumpus? Krampus? Krumpus? Krampus is right. The Krumpus is not right. So you I'm didn't gonna, say Santa, so you don't get... No, but you got it wrong, so you got the answer then after. Krampus something you eat? Yeah. Uh, so it yeah, is Krampus. So, Michael, you won that round. So you, got, you have five points right now. Zach, you have two. You didn't even say Santa. He doesn't need to see Santa because he, he was you responding wrong. after you gave the wow, wrong answer. You were hammered in that round. Crumpus? I know my lowers. Oh, let's go to ads. Yeah. And that is it for the first part of this year's AFTN Christmas special. We'll be back with part two in a couple of days' time. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care and have a great Christmas, everyone. Christmas is. Well, it's about the best time of the whole year. You walk down the streets even for weeks before Christmas comes. And there's lights hanging up, green ones and red ones. Sometimes there's snow. And everybody's hustling someplace. But they don't hustle around Christmas time like they usually do. You know, they're a little more friendly. 
they bump into you, they laugh and they say, pardon me, and Merry Christmas. And especially when it gets real close to Christmas night. Everybody's walking home, you can hardly hear a sound. Bells are ringing, kids are singing, snow is coming down. And boy, what a pleasure it is to think that you got some place to go to. And the place that you're going to has somebody in it that, that you really love. Someone you're nuts about. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.